Gregory Moreland Toon, your host, next to Chris Jackson, our analyst and connoisseur of all sports in high school in the Bay Area. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode one. You know, I, I, I think we're being too nice. I think we're being we? too nice and too generous right now. No, no, we're, we're I'm not. Just, we, I'm just not analyzing the sports. There's not enough words to to say how good Chris Jackson is at this job right now, and that is why he is on this podcast, and the only reason why he is on this podcast. But anyways, Chris, how are you? I, doing honestly, today? I would I would take that over other reasons. I'll take that over <laughs> some other reasons. I, if if that's meant to be a slap <clears throat> in the face, I think that's a compliment. <laughs> it's a backhanded uh, compliment. <laughs> anyways, Even Chris, so, I'll how are you take doing that Oh, I'm great. It's been it's been a crazy time out there with these reschedulings and everything. But you know what? We've got it back, and Clay Thompson's back, so it's been a great time. It, it has been. It has been a good few weeks. Um, unfortunately, I was at home for about ten days or so, um, but everything is good now. So we're back on track, and I do appreciate the whole team stepping up in my absence while I was gone. So I appreciate it. They did a great job while I was gone. And now we're back to normal. Games are starting to happen at a normal rate now, and it seems like we're we're behind that crazy first week of back from break. Yeah, we are. It was one of those things I think you had to expect coming back from the holidays and New Year's, family gatherings, people doing whatever on New Year's and Christmas. I'm not surprised that stuff spiked. I'm not surprised that games got rescheduled, and now the CIF is allowing Sunday games, which this weekend we've actually got Doherty Valley against Granada in the East Bay Athletic League on Sunday for a great boys game. I think it's one of those things where if teams need to reschedule, they'll have that opportunity on Sundays or Mondays or even on a Saturday sometimes to reschedule their game or add one just to get a game in in case one cancels. But I think the worst is behind us. At this point, I don't see anything getting worse. I know – Rate numbers are going down again, and more people are getting boosters, or or else is also at a regular time period. And I know that there's no nothing, I guess, in the future from what I've heard that things would change in terms of a season. So everything's on, everything should be good to go the rest of this year, which is good news because I want to have playoffs in every section back this year. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm excited for that. But first off, we got a great, uh, great topics today that we're going to talk about but we're going to start off with Camp Alindo as they just had a dominant win in what's already been a dominant season this year. Chris just kind of talk about how good Camp Alindo is this year. Camp Alindo's got one of those teams where everybody they've all grown up with each other out there they've gone to camps played with each other but that chemistry is so good. I saw them last year probably three or four times Emmanuel Callis, who since graduated, right? He was a guy that put up 18, 19, 20 a game. He graduated, but Camp Lone, what do they do? They pick up where they left off. Last year, they're 15-0, and 0, and that St. Mary's four-star signing, Aiden Mahaney, barely got to play. It was just one bad break after another for him with injuries. This series healthy, and they're hitting shots. That game you were at on Monday against Valley Christian, beat them by 42 points. What were they, 10 of 16 from the three-point line yeah. in the first half against that long lengthy Valley Christian zone defense that they, they almost play it like Syracuse does, where they're going to disrupt you with that length and athleticism. And, you know, Camp Lindo is not disrupted by that Jim Beheim style of defense. And what do they do? They go big time. Aiden Mahaney can't miss. Cade Bennett can shoot the lights out. He's a really smart player. Both those guys are averaging over 12 a game. Shane O'Reilly, a junior, is at 10. 
I'm sure he'll play at the next level like his older brother did, Matt O'Reilly. Once a Bucknell, you've got Logan Robeson's a great junior. He's healthy again. They've got so many different guys stepping up. We can talk about the headliners, but they've got guys really filling their roles, playing really smart basketball. They're great defensively, and now their offense is really, really coming along as this season goes on. Early on, they had some wins that weren't high scoring. They beat Dublin 50-42. to Surprisingly low scoring between those two teams, just how much firepower is on the court. But both teams do run great defenses this year. Piedmont 64 to 46. De La Salle, they put up 48, weird and 48. Since then, especially these last few games, they've really got it going. Valley Christian at 74 piece. Akalani's was 65 the next day. They played three games in four days. St. Mary's of Stockton on Saturday, 64 points, but they're shooting the lights out. They're playing great defense. And there's really right now nothing stopping Camp Alindo or really anyone that looks to be a huge challenger to them. But that's just the way Camp Alindo is. They're they're built for this season. They're built for a deep postseason run with all the guys. They've got Steven Dyer coaching them up. in the way they play on both sides of the ball, the way they share the ball, set good screens, rebounds, just hit threes. Yeah, and I did go to their game on Monday, and it was one of the most impressive shooting displays I've seen in a high school basketball game. It was like I was sitting next to one of our interns, Noah, and we sat there and Aiden just kept kept on hitting threes and they just kept on hitting threes. We're like, how? How does this keep happening? Um and it, it was it was impressive to see and you know, it, it that brings us to the next point of Camp Alindo. Um, you know, there's a team behind us in the league that we're gonna get into in a little bit, but is there anybody even close to this team or is this team just gonna run through the playoffs and to state? You know, there's going to be some challengers, though, once the postseason hits, depending on divisions and NorCal setups. Don't forget there's Dublin in this region who's got a lot of length. They did beat Dublin by eight points. Now Dublin, though, has got Makai Thomas is eligible after moving in. Dublin has dealt with some injuries, but they've got him. You've got Courtney Anderson, Donovan Cooks. You've got a lot of teams that are starting to improve. Northgate and this league is doing a great job under Mike Shaughnessy. Miramonte's a really tough team that Northgate actually just took down last night the the competition though it, it is getting tough and it's not like camp Lono is exactly rolling past all of these great teams and that's not a knock against camp Lono. that just shows you how much improved some of these teams are clayton valley was a five-point game akalani's despite losing their top player from last season then marcus robinson moves to miramonte akalani's you could say, oh, it was a 17-point loss, but the way that should have been on paper should have been a much more lopsided score and akalani's loses by 17. De La Salle was within seven. Yeah, Dublin played them tough. I think you will get some challengers, especially if the way everybody's talking, NorCal open, if everything goes according to script. Modesto Christian, you just saw them the other day too. They've got Jamari Phillips, a four-star. They've got a lot of talent, a great coach there. That's going to be a big challenger. In their league, I think it's the battle for second place. Things could change. Depends on who gets hot matchups, but Camp Luna is a tough matchup for anybody. Yeah, it's, and before it's the way Camp Luna has been these last couple of years. Before we move on to talking about the rest of that league right now, if Camp Luna make this prediction right now for me, Chris, if Camp Luna plays their best game throughout the playoffs in NorCal Open against whoever that it is they end up playing, do they make it to state and and win state? In the open division, that's where it gets really tough. That. 
that's where it's hard because you're going to have to play likely a Sierra Canyon in that open division state title game. And Sierra Canyon's fourth in the country right now. They've these last few years, they've just taken it up a notch. They had Scotty Pippen's son, right? You had KJ Martin, Kenyon Martinson. Both of those guys dominated at that school. You just had Dwayne Wade's son last year. You got LeBron's son's a four-star there, Bronny James. But there's so much more outside those guys. It's hard to say they would beat Sierra Canyon. That That's just Sierra Canyon. Sierra Canyon's a national power. They've got Amari Bailey, a UCLA community. He actually committed to UCLA as a freshman a few years ago. He, he pretty much dunks on everybody. He can score any which way. I, I don't see a Northern California team beating Sierra Canyon. I, I don't. I think you're going to have to. If you can give them a scare early and stay in it and not get throttled by Sierra Canyon early, you can make it interesting and have a chance. But you got to start off that game strong or else against the Sierra Canyon, it could get really tough. Yeah, it, what they're doing down there, it's like a, the celebrity powerhouse. And you just named all those former NBA superstars that their kids going there now. <laughs> um, absolutely incredible what they're doing. But I do want to talk about rest, rest of that league because last night, we just had a huge game between Northgate beating Miramani and what is, like you said, most likely the battle for second place. Talk about the rest of that league, specifically what Northgate has done this year. Northgate under Mike Shaughnessy, you got to think he's, I know it's early, but you got to think this guy is going to be a coach of the year type of candidate with what he's doing right now. They're 14-2, and two, they're 4-0 in the league. What they've done on their resume, if you look at that resume, they've won five straight. They just beat Miramonte, a great performance by them. They beat Piedmont. They beat Liberty by 12, who's got Julian Koff. So they beat San Ramon Valley by four. They beat Clayton Valley Charter by 10. They just beat Miramonte by six. And Miramonte was a team that was rolling going into that game. They had beat San Ramon Valley by 25 on Saturday. They had won so many in a row. I'm going through their schedule right now. Miramonte had won nine in a row going into that. They had their full complement of players pretty much eligible. Now they're missing some guys, but eligibility-wise, they were good. Tyler Dedo had just had nine steals on Saturday. And then Northgate beats them. Northgate plays a great game. You've got Brady Cook, Dylan Golan. You've got Thane Merrill. There's so many guys on that roster this year that are stepping up and are showing in the resume. This is why they keep – Jumping up the rankings, you got to think right now with the way they're playing, that's probably a top 10 team in this league. They've got some tough tests coming up. They've got Santa Cruz on Saturday. That's a big CCS power this year. They've got Camp Lindo next week on Wednesday. This is where it's going to get – it just keeps getting tougher, but Northgate keeps rising up to the challenge, and you got to think they're going to keep rising up to this challenge to beat Miramonte like that. They held Miramonte to – 16 points below its season average for scoring, 60 to 54 ball game. You got to think that's the number two team right now. But the rematch, though, too, when it's at Miramonte, maybe Miramonte's got the edge in that one. They dial some things up. You got to think Chris Laviotis and that staff, Rich Forsland, it's a defensive group, just all those guys as assistants. You got to think that those two teams, I, I think they're going to probably split that number two spot in that league. You've got Clayton Valley Charter there as well. You've got Jeremiah Dargan. They play great defensively. Jake King, it seems like he can't miss a shot over the last two months on that court. That's probably the top teams below them. But right now, I would think it's Camp Lindo here, Northgate and Miramonte. I would still say, even though that game was won by Northgate last night, they're still at that same level. Clayton Valley's right here, just a tad below them. Yeah, it's going to be a, a fun, interesting race, and I'm excited to see 
both of them, both of these teams play Campbell and Lindo just to kind of see where they stack up uh, with them again as the season goes on and on. But we'll move on to our next subject of what we're going to go over today, and that is sleeper prospects in the Bay Area for both boys and girls. And just kind of reading through your list that I'm looking at right now, there's one name in here that, that is shocking. I, I don't want to start with him in the first place. I know he had an injury earlier this year, but I, I know you know who I'm talking about. So Let's just go through it. Donovan Cooks at Dublin. He's a junior. He's got that D1 offer. I think to a lot of people on the outside, they think Dublin, Courtney Anderson – Great. Courtney Anderson is he's gonna make a lot of money someday playing basketball. I'm telling you, there's no doubt about it with the way how smooth he is. He'll either get a chance in the NBA. If not, he'll make six, seven figures overseas with how smooth that kid's game is. But I think Courtney too, from I've spoken to that coaching staff, those players, they want Donovan Cooks to get more attention because his defense, he just held Kevin Gadd from Granada to seven points on two made field goals when they beat Granada at the buzzer, which, by the way, who hit that buzzer beater? Donovan Cooks rolls around the screen, gets an open three, hits it, nails it, runs in front of the Stevens section. Dublin wins that ball game. Donovan Cooks, though, he's he's got to be one of the better defenders I've seen. This kid, he, lo- he just plays like a New York Big East type of dude. He's tough. He'll hit the floor. He will get up in your grill all game. He will not allow any easy baskets. Kevin Gadd. He's scoring way over 20 points per game this year. He's put up 30, he's put up 25, 27, you name it. Holds him to seven points, I think, tells you everything you need to know with how tough that dude's defense is. He's easily one of the best defenders in Northern California. And you also alluded to another one. I'm going to mention his name now. It's stupid that I even have to say this, but this is the way it's going. He was our reigning Bay Area Boys Basketball Athlete of the Year, JoJo Murphy. I mean, it's crazy. I have to say this. I don't. I don't even know why I have to say. It, but he's not getting a whole lot of recruiting attention. I'm not sure why. I've talked to coaches about this. The way he can shoot, his defense is so much improved over these last couple of seasons. When he gets hot, too, there, there's not a thing that kid can't hit. He can. He'll pull up from 30 feet. He'll drain it. He'll get a mid-range basket with two guys in front of him. He'll drive to the basket. He can pass. He's a great leader. He just works his tail off. With what he's done defensively, offensively, he's got to get a D1 opportunity somewhere. I'm not sure why local schools aren't taking a bigger look at him. Why most aren't. He's got a couple of offers, but that's about it for him. He's got Chico State's offered him recently. I just don't know where else the interest in offers are. I know that transfer portal's hurting kids. I know that that extra year of eligibility is hurting kids too, especially in the Bay Area. But somebody like JoJo, just the eye test alone. I know I'm not a college basketball recruiter or scout, but every single person I've talked to at Piedmont, opposing coaches say JoJo should get more looks and should get more love and more college attention. And frankly, I'm just kind of baffled that he's not. And it's the same way with Donovan Cooks. I'm baffled that Donovan Cooks is not getting more Division One opportunities. Yeah, it, it's been uh, it's been wild. And that was the person I was alluding to when we opened up this this uh, subject here and it's just crazy um our reigning athlete of the year in basketball it cannot get division one looks it's it just uh it's quite baffling <coughs> but moving on to a few we're going to kind of go through rapid fire here you have ryan beasley doherty values had a great year kellen hampton royal catholic who's just a freshman matthew villanueva from royal catholic as well was a great shooter 
hustles. B.J. Clark, Jalen Joy, Jalen Joyce, uh, DeAndre Fertitti, uh, all from Skyline, have had great years and are also on our sleeper list. Um, and go through the next couple here is we have it's it's a long list of you know Bay Area versus everyone. It's the same motto here in basketball. It is. We talk about Jeremiah Dargan at Clayton Valley, but don't forget about Jay King. Who did I just mention a few minutes ago? That it's just he's not missing shots recently. He's a great time. He's a great scorer there. Then Oakland Tech. I was speaking with their head coach after their win over Alameda. The way Alameda defends is coached by Cameron Quick. I I just don't get why schools aren't looking at Oakland Tech either, especially Amari Muhammad. His defense. He's easily one of the top candidates for defensive player of the year. He's up in your grill too. He gets so many steals. Clayton Valley alone that game with that length Clayton Valley has, I think he had three steals in the first two minutes of that ball game. He can score. He hits mid-range baskets. He hits pull-ups. He hits threes. He can score 20, 30 points on any given night and have five or six steals on any given night. Omar Staples, Malik Smith, Asher Kramer's really stepped it up there. Oakland Tech needs more looks. Granada, Kevin Gads only got a couple of D2 offers. I know that Dublin had him at an open gym before the season was trying to get him more looks. I, I haven't seen many players score like him and have the ability to do so much. And when they beat Monta Vista and crushed Monta Vista, by the way, in our game of the week a couple of weeks ago, it was his first ever time playing point guard. And he stepped up to the challenge. He, he looked like a natural point guard that had played point guard his entire life. So his versatility, the way he can score inside, outside, defend, rebound, and also pass really well is great. So with Andrew McKeever, the junior big man, I know he's got an offer from Cal Baptist. You can talk about the way he scores and rebounds inside with his size at 6'10", 6'11". His passing, though, is a big man. He says he loves to watch Nikola Jokic, and you see it with his passing. He delivered a couple of just beautiful bounce passes against Monavista too, to guys going down the lane. Almost kind of Granada's version of Jokic, if you want to put it that way. I love it. I love it. That's our alma mater, as everyone knows. Uh, we've talked about it, so it's nice to see Granada have a, a good season so far. And then going through another rapid-fire session here, we got Julian Costa from Liberty, Amari Gray, and Kellen Torrey from Cal, who's had a great year this year. Another Piedmont player, A.J. Harris. Another Dublin player, and Mackay Thomas. Doherty Valley has had an incredible season, though. They have Connor Sevilla on this list as well in our sleepers. And then go through these next few as we got a couple WCAL prospects here. Yeah, if you look at it, St. Ignatius is such a great team with great senior leadership this year. They move the ball so well. Anybody can score at any time. You've got Giancarlo Toledo Rivera has really stepped up. Sean Quantico. He was one of our Bay Area top 45 players entering this season. He's another player to keep watching for. Then it's Sarah Miles Clapper. He's scoring 17, 18, 19 a game recently. He's He had a huge game to beat St. Ignatius on the road in their rivalry game. Ryan Pettis and Sarah, only a sophomore lengthy, really improved. Great defense, can run up and down the floor really well. And Valley Christian's got Jacob and Arby. He had that huge game. I think it was 15 points, 14 rebounds to beat Bellarmine, who at the time was a top-10 team. And Joseph Lemos at Alameda. I actually see him tonight against Piedmont, which won the boys' basketball game of the week voting. He had 20 against an Oakland Tech defense. That's just so ridiculous. He was making shot after shot, pulling up from the corner for twos, for threes. Excited to watch him again tonight against Piedmont. Let's see JoJo Murphy, A.J. Harris, Joseph Lemos. 
Nick Rondonay, Britt Bird, and all those guys stepping up there too. And then also Berkeley's got some young guys. Ollie Miller is one of those headliners as a sophomore that is one that we're going to have to keep an eye on, especially with the way Mike Hudson coaches and develops players. Yeah, and the list this is a long, long list of, of guys that could use some more looks. We have Lee. They got three guys, Colin Mantle, Luca, Joe Ewell, Zach Norcia. Saratoga has Sam Taimori, Brian Wang, Giulio Morini, and Matus Zinski. I'm sorry if I'm messing up all your guys' names. Uh, we all know that's not my, my strong suit. Miramani, we talked about them and how good of a year they've had. Tyler Dudo, James Fry, Caden Brzezinkar. Ben Murphy, Marcus Robinson, Northgate, Brady Cook, Dylan Golan, Thane Merrill, and then Campolindo. Cade Bennett has uh, deserved some licks along with Shane O'Reilly. And then Branson, a team that we're going to talk about here at the end of this show. They have Jace Butler, Joaquin Aruz Moore, and Cemetery Carr. Definitely a long list of sleepers that deserve some more looks and, and will definitely be getting more stories on and more looks on as the season goes on, as we get late into this fastball season. But before we move on to the girls' side of things, you have a special message from our friends at Fremont Bank. Yeah, we'd like to thank Fremont Bank for sponsoring this podcast and for being the official bank of West Coast Preps, both business-wise and personally. There's nobody we trust more than the folks over at Fremont Bank. With Fremont Bank, you everything you want from your bank. You'll also make a lot possible in your community. Yeah, for sure. So thank you, Fremont Bank, for being our official bank of West Coast Preps. And like you said, also our personal bank accounts as well. But just like there's a long list on the boys' side, we have a long list on the, the girls' side of basketball. And, man, it, it's from all over. Uh, we'll start off a couple players from MIDI. Mitty, I saw them play against St. Francis, and just so impressive. Santa Gudadoro already going to UTSA, but some of these other girls, too. Michaela Moore is a girl that can do so much. Maya Hernandez, just a beast inside. Anytime she drives to the basket, I don't care which way, that girl is going to score. She's going to find a lot of different ways to score down there. You've got at San Ramon Valley. I just saw a couple of their sophomores last night against Monta Vista. Sierra Chambers held a Monta Vista star guard averaging over 17 points a game to two points. Runs the floor, breaks double teams. Sophia Bows. She just scored 13, was hitting threes, was driving to the basket, was also playing defense up and down the floor. Then you've got their senior, Sadie Carter, who doesn't give an inch inside defensively. Just some of those right there I've seen recently. There are easily some girls, I think, that deserve opportunities and that should at least get some looks at the next level. Yeah, for sure. And Montevista, you have Alexis Woodson and Nia Coleman, who have had pretty good seasons as well. From St. Francis, you got a shooter and a defender and Nat- Nat- Natalia. Um, and I'm really going to mess up that this last name. Griselge, I believe is how you pronounce it. Half Moon Bay have had a great season. Uh, you were just there the other night as well. Allie Dioli has had a great season so far. Yes, she has. Allie Dioli, you've got the senior next, Robbie Kennedy, who's already a college commit. Allie Dioli, someone else too. That She's really quick, tough, plays great defense, rebounds, really attacks the basket. She's aggressive. Really enjoyed watching her when they played El Camino in that game of the week on Friday with her and Abby Kennedy. They got some freshmen coming up too. Delaney Dorwin is going to be a really good player there as time goes on. 
they're just sleepers in general. There's so many great players in this region. If you look up and down the list, heck, just if you can go to pretty much any school and find a couple, you've got at Piedmont too. You've got Trinity Zamora averaged 23 points and 18 rebounds as a sophomore. You've got Natalia Martinez put up 16 points, seven rebounds, five assists, and four steals as a freshman last season. And they beat Bishop O'Dowd. There's a lot. There's a lot of really talented players. Archia Ranjikar from James Logan, a sophomore. She had a great freshman season last year where she averaged nearly 14 points per game. Karina Everts from Miramonte. Actually, a girl we just had a story on today, Kelly Tumlin from Cal. A thousand-point scorer plays unbelievable defense as well. Last year averaged over 21 points. This year she's doing the same. Really just an unbelievable shooter. She's done this her whole life playing with her brother. She had to find different ways to score and she's done it last year. Shot 57% this year, again, shooting at a high clip and just someone who can do it all in the court. And that's a girl that I will advocate. I was talking to some coaches last night at San Ramon Valley too, advocating that that girl deserves more attention and more love and offers as well. Yeah. And it's uh, just that Bay area versus everyone mentality that we have uh we have seen in our first 17 months as as a website and it's unfortunate but that is why we're here we're going to continue giving stories so make sure you go read that kelly tomlin story on westcoastpress.com and subscribe to make sure you get to see all of these great stories that are coming out every single day about these sleeper prospects but we're not done yet we got one more segment left in today's show and boy, we've had some surprise teams on both sides of, of the basketball seasons this year. We're going to start off with the girls' basketball teams this year. And we got a few incredible teams that have really shown out this year. Yeah, Pernod Valley, both boys and girls' basketball is awesome this year. Pernod Valley, 10-4. and four, They're top 20 in the Bay Area. Their schedule's been loaded, too. If you look at their losses, one was to Sunrise Mountain from Arizona. The others were to number one, Carondelet, Bishop O'Dowd, and St. Mary's of Stockton. And St. Mary's of Stockton is an absolute Northern California power. But they beat Lick Wilmerding, who's got the UC Santa Barbara signee. They beat James Logan, who was a top 10 team coming into the season. That's when you've really got to keep an eye on. If you go out to Marin County, we were saying before this podcast, and we were just speaking to each other, that Marin County basketball this year, Really underrated with what they're doing. San Marin girls, they've won 12 in a row going into last night's game against Marin Catholic before they had lost, but Keeley Wright's having a great season. They're getting multiple players scoring in double figures on a nightly basis. Marin Catholic under Coach Saez. Austin, her dad's also the boys coach at Marin Catholic. You're doing a great job there, too. Just runs in the family, I guess, with the Saez out there. West County's a great program. That's top 25. They're 14-3. and three. They're coming off that one over Ukiah over the weekends. Their only losses are to Carondelet, Marin Catholic, and Cardinal Newman. And they're doing Luca Lauenberg out there is averaging nearly 17 points, four rebounds, over three steals, and nearly three assists per game. Then you've also seen one of these teams earlier. Now they're fully healthy with Annabelle Schneiberg, the UC Santa Barbara signee, but Luke Wilmington has just won seven straight games. Yeah, it's been a it's been a fun basketball season. I know we're we're not nearly done yet, um, and it's been it's been surprising. I got to see Pinole Valley they when they played in that Carondelet tournament. Um, but what more can we say about Marin County this year? Both football teams, San Marin, Marin Catholic, have a great season, and now they're doing the same thing in basketball. It's been it's been quite a ride out there. 
Yes, it has. You're seeing it just keeps on growing out there. Sports are at all these different <clears throat> levels, the publics and the privates, both. San Marin girls basketball is great. Marin Catholic in both areas. West County, Archie Williams is off to a great season. And boys, they're, they're just winning ball game after ball game when you take a look at what they have done. Marin Catholic actually just beat them when Kyle Winters had a huge week for them. He had 24 against Novato, 18 against San Rafael. Then he hit that game when he shot to beat Archie Williams. And then Marin Catholic's also beat Redwood. But I guess that's a good segue into what boys basketball's been in Marin exactly. County too, exactly. because Marin Catholic's, yeah, they've been a great team this season under Mike Sy, especially with Kyle Winters, the way he stepped up and scored every single game. And then Branson, I know a couple of years ago, a 31 team, the spring wasn't quite the same for them, but for a lot of teams, we could probably just knock out that spring slate is summer basketball. It, it, it was just one of those things where you're just trying to get kids looks and get games and it doesn't matter who you played or what you did. You just wanted to play, right? That That's really what yeah. it was. You can kind of scratch that off because now what Branson is doing this year, I saw them play at Redwood, who was a great team, by the way, don't sleep on Redwood either. They're a 14 win program coming into that game they played branson tough branson though just so dang good with the different players they got simitri cars only a freshman super quick joaquin morales more he's a senior he can score so many ways too he's another one of those do-it-all players a great leader a great scorer inside attacks the basket can really hit that mid-range jumper i think people sometimes maybe forget about Mid-range is just as important right when you've watched the kevin's rant in the nba what's something that is that's his bread and butter that mid-range basket. He can hit threes, right? But Joaquin Ruiz-Morris really honed in on that mid-range shot. He was hitting some pull-up threes, had a huge game at Redwood. You've got Jace Butler, only a sophomore, great on both ends of the floor. Branson's a team. Now they're top five. They beat St. Ignatius. They beat Clayton Valley. They won at Redwood on the road. They've won. I think they're They've, or they're at 10 or 11 wins in a row. Off the top of my head, I can't remember, but their winning streak just keeps on growing every single day. Yeah, and make sure you don't say uh, mid-range still matters to that old Houston Rockets team that all they did was shoot threes or layups. So make sure they didn't hear that because they would, uh, they'd say mid-range is dead. But either way, it's, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a fun end of the season for for both sides, boys and girls, and the basketball season. Uh, excited for the playoffs. I know we're we're getting much, much closer to that now as we're getting to the end of this season. <coughs> Excuse me, uh, end of the regular season. But there's one more thing that uh, I've popped in my head that I want to talk about is the opening at Granada Football. Um, you know, one of their, their head coach stepped down this year uh, after a long tenured run uh, that had a lot of ups in his run as well. So just kind of talk about how that opening is and, and maybe some candidates that you might think would fit well there. I think that's a city that's really a sleeper in football. Look at what Livermore's done with some of these recent great coaches, right? With Ryan Partridge there, what he did. Now he's been a Division One coach for two years, went to Arizona last year, now at UMass. Look at what John Wade's done there in the spring. They were one of the top teams in the league and the entire Bay Area. This year, again, Livermore really got better as that year wore on. You got to think losing all those seniors, a short and off season, just another kind of strange season for a lot of programs. This season, we're finally at the normal offseason. But Granada, I think, is one of those programs. There's a lot of talent coming through there in that city, especially with a lot more people moving to Livermore now, where I think Granada could be a really, really good job. I really think it can because you've seen a lot of different good athletes come out of there. 
that have gone on to play at the next level. Even when they've struggled, they've still had a few players every year. Some matter putting the pieces together. Heck, they played for an NCS championship a couple of years ago under Silva. If there's one that I would desperately go after, I'm not hearing anything of who candidates are, but if I would go after anybody, it would have to be Coach Millard at Foothill, their assistant. He's, I know he was in the running for the Monta Vista job last year before and CJ Anderson, as we all know, is the head coach of Monta Vista. But Millard's a guy that everybody loves. He schemes it up great defensively. He coaches these guys up great with developing players. Everyone pointed to him as a huge reason why that senior class this year was one and nine as freshmen, and then they ended their careers with back-to-back East Bay Athletic League titles in their division. If there's anybody I would desperately try to go for, it's him. I think Millard, if you go for Johnny Millard, I think you're going to take a step up in the right direction immediately and build up a great culture. That's something he's great with is culture building, player developments, that right off the top of my head, that would be the number one guy that I would immediately get on the phone, see his interest, and go from there. Yeah, for sure. And it'd be definitely taken away from Foothill, who has had two incredible seasons in the last two years. So definitely interesting and something that we're going to keep up on, as I'm sure that they are in that process. I know they've been taking applications and looking at candidates as to who will be the next head coach at Granada. But before we wrap things up, I do want to say, have you seen Spider-Man yet? Because we talked about this a couple weeks ago, that you said you were going to go see it. But I don't know. We we need your review on it. Well, then some people got sick, so I had to make sure we had things covered. So I have not seen Spider-Man yet, unfortunately. But I want to see that this weekend. I am not blaming anybody, but I just wanted to make sure we got things up, which uh, I am not complaining about one bit. If that's what I got to do, that's what I got to do. Well, also, actually, just the news just came down to about coaching changes. Matt Hafes, after two seasons at Liberty, has stepped down as the head coach at Liberty. Interesting to see how, how they fill that position. They've got a great 2023 class coming up there. Deuce Carr, Nate Bell at quarterback. Interested to see how that coaching search really strike, shakes up at Liberty. That's a program that's really rose, especially under – Coach Walters, before then, he moved out to Del Oro and then under Partridge there as well when he led them to a state championship a few years ago. Wow, so some definitely breaking news here on the West Coast Press Podcast. That is definitely big news and another coaching change. Interesting how we were just talking about Granadas. Now we have another big opening there at Liberty. So clearly it's my fault. Chris is not seeing Spider-Man. That is, I think, the biggest news of this whole podcast. So I apologize to uh, everyone in this entire world for Chris not being able to see one of the best movies of all time. Either way. So would you say, so would you say this was the best Spider-Man of all time? Um, yeah, yeah, it's definitely up there. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it, so I'm not going to say much, but I'm just going to go with yes. Um, for, for I love a multitude Spider-Man of reasons. Spider-Man's, I don't know how you can't love Spider-Man. Of course. Of course, Spider-Man's a classic. So I would suggest to go see it. Go take a, you know, it's only two and a half hours. I think you can carve out two and a half hours to go, uh, to go well, see Well, after it. I get my booster, after I get my booster on Saturday, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go watch Spider-Man. All right, there you go. We have the plans, and we expect next week on the 102nd episode of the West Coast Press Podcast, I want a full review. That's what that's what we're starting off. You want with. you want a full you want a full movie review. Okay, yeah. full. I got yeah. you. I got you on that. 
Perfect, perfect. It's gonna be like a, a school report, high school movie book report, but it's a movie report because who actually wants to read books? You know, I I'm not gonna lie. I don't really want to think about doing book reports. You know, I I I like reading, but I don't like doing book reports. That I'm I'm thinking of going back to school, and I just don't want to. Yeah, I'm joking, kids. Make sure you do your homework, get everything done, get good grades. For real, I know, do you know people trust have, me? Uh, it's been trending in on Twitter. I've seen it a lot that freshman sophomore years have been hurting recruiting. So um, just make sure you focus up and get good grades and you know figure that out yep. because that will open many many different doors for you in the future. By the way, that will wrap up the 101st episode of the West Coast Preps podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit that button right down below if you're watching this. Make sure you go to westcoastpreps.com, read up on all of the latest rankings, feature stories, and game recaps, and subscribe there. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at westcoastpreps underscore. And that will do it. Everyone have a great week, and we'll talk to you guys soon.